Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. They are constantly trying to get their sense of self, you know, formed and derived out of somebody else. And so they're not going to try and get their sense of self from somebody who is meek, compliant, you know, not all that fabulous. They're going to, they want what we have. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zong, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung, and I'm super excited to welcome back Kate Anthony, who I have spoken with a few times before. I always love having Kate here with me. She is such a huge, huge wealth of information and a huge, huge, huge supporter of people who are going through transition and I just absolutely love having conversations with her because she really, really knows her stuff when it comes to helping people, helping women, helping, but helping people in general through transition and and in toxic situations. And really, her niche is so specifically around should you stay or should you go when it comes to making that difficult decision? And she's got some uh, an incredible um, background when it comes to neuroscience. And uh, I, I'm just going to let her um, go into um, her background on all of this. But she is the host of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, which is a New York Times recommended podcast. It's an absolutely incredible podcast. Uh, and um, she's got coaching tools. She's got programs. And thank you, Kate, for being back here with us again. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you and uh, get into all this nitty gritty. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background for those who haven't listened before or who haven't had the benefit of listening to your podcast. So I, uh, I have been divorced myself since, um, 20, uh, God, 2009. And so um, I'm primarily a divorce coach. I primarily focus my work on helping um, women make the decision, should I stay or should I go? Um, And then also help them through their divorce. But also my tools, I am trained, I'm certified as as an individual coach, as a relationship coach. I was actually... Um, trained in uh, relationship systems coaching, uh, which also had a whole, you know, focus on workplace negotiations and uh, assist, uh, you know, the, the systems work in workplace environments as well. Um, and, um, you know, a bunch of other stuff. (laughs) So, um, and, and really, like you said, I mean, this is a decision that is not just 
relevant uh, for people in marriage, people in business, at their workplaces. There, there's just there all there's always a toxic relationship that we need to examine um, through the lens of should I continue to put myself through this um, difficulty, um, this difficult situation, this heartache, heartbreak, um, or should I get out? And there's and I, I've actually been in two very, very toxic uh, work environments where I had to make this very difficult decision as well. Um, and, you know, the answers are pretty much the same, <laughs> right? I think the process ends up being uh, the same, where you're having to weigh the, you know, it's not just pros and cons. It's it's what is the impact going to be on my life um, versus uh, if I leave, Right. And, and what is it going to be if I stay? Yeah. You know, and and you've certainly dealt with your share of narcissists. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, the, I think certainly one of the toxic uh, work environments was a hundred percent, uh, and a a violent, sort of a, I would say violent abuser. She wasn't physically violent, but she was emotionally violent. Um, I ended up in the hospital, uh, in that, in that case. Um, and yeah, I was married to one. I deal with this all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as so many of us do, Rebecca, I mean, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, well, uh, it's know. a real problem. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, tell us about your experience with narcissists. I mean, I love mm-hmm. to have people hear other people's experiences with narcissists, because I think it's important for people to hear from people who have gotten out on the other side and are talking about it. And, you know, I mean, because that's one of the things that I think people have really um, identified with me, you know, especially because I've been pretty vulnerable and, you know, honest and sharing my experiences and the fact that here I am, I'm an attorney and, you know, I'm supposed to be strong and all this other stuff. And I've, you know, been pretty honest about the fact that, hey, they don't attach themselves to you because you have so little value. They attach themselves to you because you have so much. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. you know, but even though you can be all of those things, they can flatten you. They can, you know, I was like, you know, brought back all these feelings of being bullied. And, I, you know, I felt like I was going absolutely crazy. I was like nauseous. I felt like I was... I was waking up in the middle of the night. I was like obsessing about it. I mean, I literally Mm. was, you know, so almost flattened by, you know, truly. And I I talk about it in a very open way. And I think people very much identify with that. And so I, I would love for you to talk about it because I think it helps people to see people talking about it and then, you know, identifying, oh my God, that is me. And maybe I can get out on the other side. Maybe I can actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, my story, I think the, you know, the most prevalent and uh, relationship that, that I've, that I experienced was with my ex-husband, but it certainly isn't the only one. Um, And, you know, 
ultimately the common denominator is me that I'm, I end up or have, have a history of ending up with these people, which also comes from my childhood. Um, and my, um, all of that, you know, childhood wounding, all of that stuff. Oh, yeah, right. Of course. But yep. you know, yeah. And I, and so I, you know, I think that most of us come by it really naturally and that we are, trying there's an unconscious need for us to try to um get closure from a from a past relationship and so we recognize we unconsciously recognize these people in our lives um who just you know display the same types of um you know personality traits or behaviors that we recognize Right. And, and unconsciously we go, Oh, okay. Let me, let me attach myself to this person because when they change themselves for me, it will feel like my mother finally loving me. <laughs> right. Or whatever. And it never works out that way. And it is an unconscious thing that we do. It is not conscious because it sounds completely insane. If, right. If that was a conscious thing we did, that would be insane. Um, but it's not, it's our unconscious trying to work something out and our own core wounds. Yeah. 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 So we, so, you know, in my case with my ex-husband, you know, one of the things about many narcissists is that they're really, really good at it. They, you know, they are charismatic. They are intelligent. They're funny. They're the life of the party. They reel you in. You are the one. They've never known anyone better, prettier, sexier, smarter, more efficient, whatever it is. Um, and so there's this building up um, period that you that is then ripped away, and then you're constantly chasing, right? You're constantly like trying to get trying to get that back. Mm-hmm. And you know, they don't wear signs. They're not. Um, and as you said, they certainly don't choose, you know, meek, compliant, easy targets. Cause there's no fun in that. Um, and you know, they, they attach themselves to some incredibly intelligent, wonderful, vibrant people. So, you know, well, because I, they don't want the clearance rack. Right. They right. To... <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. They, it's they no fun. Like high supply stuff. They want the good stuff. Well, and because, yeah, and because they derive their sense of self, because, you know, what the narcissist is, is this terribly wounded person with this horrible gaping hole in their ego that never developed. And so they are constantly trying to get their sense of self you know, formed and derived out of somebody else. And so they're not going to try and get their sense of self from somebody who is meek, compliant, you know, not all that fabulous. They're going to, they want what we have. And so, and what everybody else thinks is going to be great too, because they want it to look good on their arm. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so, uh, you know, unfortunately, what what they do is they sort of stick their, you know, their IV needle or whatever, their siphon into us, and then they siphon all of our goodness and strength out of us. And then when we're like 
completely at a loss and we have nothing left, then we get discarded because <laughs> we're, you know, because now we're no longer all of the things that that we legitimately were and that they uh, wanted to attach themselves to. They have basically destroyed that in us. Um, and then we're not good enough and we're, and, and th- throughout the journey, we're not good enough. We're right. Because it is not our hole to fill. We actually are not capable of filling it for them. And as the relationship goes on and it is becomes apparent that we're not filling it for them, they get angry at us and they let us know all of the ways in which we are not measuring up. And then we try to do it better. We try to give more. We think we can just, if we just adjust this, but it's a moving target because it's a, it's an unfillable void. It's not ours to fill. Right. And it's, it's devastating. And you know, the, 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 the thing that happens to us is that we lose all of that awesomeness and we become a shell of ourselves. And so it's usually when we're the shell that we start going, I can't do this anymore. Like I literally have nothing left. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive your store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase. Go to Shopify dot com slash best life to take your retail business to the next level today shopify.com slash best life did you know that americans spend an average of 90 percent of their time indoors and take twenty thousand breaths a day but according to the epa it's two to five times more polluted than outdoor air and it's sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted I know for us and our family, our family has struggled with allergies to dust mites and mold and all sorts of things. And that's why we have loved using an air purifier and air doctor has been amazing for us. And it has captured the attention of media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. And it filters out 99.9% of dangerous contaminants such as allergens and pollen and pet dander and all sorts of bacteria and viruses so that your lungs don't have to. And it's super quiet and much more quiet than other ordinary air purifiers. 
Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use your promo code your best life. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code your best life. Did you know that Americans spend more than 90% of their time indoors and that in some cases, indoor air can actually be more polluted than outdoor air and that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths across the world every year. Airborne allergens are the most common allergy triggers such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. We are so happy to introduce an air purifier that captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. Air Dr. Phil filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so that your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor is amazing and it comes with no questions asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctor.com and use the promo code YOURBESTLIFE. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 40% off. You're saving up to 40% off. Lock in this special offer by going to AIR. D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O dot com and use the promo code your best life. And and then you're trying to grasp for some strength that has been ripped away from you. And that's why why it is so hard to decide to leave. It's why it is so hard to leave. Um and throughout this process, I think what's important for people to notice, you know, and to know is that like, they don't tend to be Machiavellian. They're not, you know, horrific. It's, it's so subtle, right? I, I remember looking on the, you know, the domestic violence uh, website about like, what is emotional abuse? This is early, early on 10, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Because I was trying to wrap my brain around it, and and it was so overt. It was like they tell you you're not good enough. They tell you that you are, you know, that you can't survive without them. You, and it's so few of them say those things so overtly. Right? Yeah, it's plus it's so, not it's not bad all the time. There of course are, not. There are times that it's great because they go right. back. Of to being that they, that, you know, they love bomb, right? Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. once they start to sense you pulling away, mm-hmm. then they go back to, oh, you'll, you'll see things are going to be amazing again. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it, it, they go back to that. Yeah. And so that's, that's right. the confusing part because if it were horrible, all the time, it would be so much easier. Well, it would be obvious, right? And then the thing is, is that once it gets to the to the future faking and the apologies and the love bombing, that's what you want. Like you're in you're in a constant state of chasing after 
the good that was the beginning, which by the way, was, was love bombing. It was fake. It wasn't real, but it was this whole fantasy that they were portraying to you and that you got sucked up into for, through no fault of your own. And you, and so, and so you just, you know, they always say, you know, why does she, why does she stay? She stays because she doesn't want the relationship to end. She just wants the abuse to stop. Right. And so why do we stay in, you know, in toxic, you know, workplaces in, you know, toxic relationships of any form? Because there is something good to grasp onto, right? Because when it comes around, that cycle just keeps coming around over and over and over again. And you, and you keep getting a glimpse of that. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing that I want. Why can't we just have that? And then they're like, no, 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 we totally can. We totally can. Everything's going to be fine. And you're like, okay, great. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zone. The hardest truth of all is that, and I'm sure you talk about this all the time, they don't change. They can't. And the thing is, it's not just that they don't. It's that they can't. They're actually psychologically incapable. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging, like a narcissist or other high-conflict personality, and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation cheat sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Are you so ready to shut down that narcissist for good? I totally get it. And my brand new book is now available for pre-sale, Slay the Bully, How to Negotiate with a Narcissist and Win. If you pre-order the book, you get tons of free gifts, including early access to the manuscript, early access to my private launch team. You get my free masterclass and a whole complete workbook. The total value of the free gifts is close to $400. So you just go to slaythebully.com to pre-order the book and then claim all your powerful trainings, your mindset tools, everything for free just by pre-ordering the book. Slaythebully.com to find out more and start learning how to shut down that narcissist for good. Take a listen to our archive, where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. To me, it was the most powerful love I've ever felt in my life, something I'd never felt before. And I didn't realize it at the time, but because she had taken and objectified me, I was actually falling in love with myself. And now we return to today's show. Right. Or a lot of times they'll say, well, it was because of my horrible childhood Mm -hmm. or it was because I had a horrible time at work and you Mm -hmm. know what I'm going through at work right now. Or it's, you know, because of this, that and the other thing. And you wouldn't leave me right now because I love that one. Uh, But I'm an addict. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a sex addict or I'm a, right. All of the, all of the things I'm, I'm an addict. I I don't, you can't leave me at the, at the, you know, the worst time of my life. I'm going to go into 
rehab, you can't, you wouldn't possibly leave me now. Right. I mean, you know that it was because of my horrible childhood. Right. Right. You're just triggering now. Now you're just like rubbing salt in my wounds. You can't do that. Right. So it's the guilt and then, you know, they're, they're the victim. They're the victim. Now they're the victim. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we, that's, we call that Darvo, right? That's when deny attack, reverse victim and offender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that. And that's a, you know, it's a classic and common tactic of abusers and narcissists. So, yep. It's, and you know, once you start to recognize and understand these things, it's literally like, oh my God, (laughs) you know, you can see it. You and I know this process because we've seen it on a grand scale with, you know, thousands of people. Um, But when it's your only experience and it's your life experience and and it's, it's your one experience, it can be very, uh, it, it it feels isolating. It's terrifying. um, And you don't, you don't understand what's happening. Well, and it's the person that you love and it's the person that you've been with for 15 years and the person that you've had children with and, you know, all of those things. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And, and again, like you said, you don't want the relationship to end. You just want the abuse to stop. Right. Or, or, and you, and, and a lot of times you think this is going to help them. I'll, if I can just get them into therapy if I could That's just right. get them into marriage counseling, or if I could just get them into, you know, this thing or whatever it is, then mm-hmm. that's going to be the thing that helps or, yes. you know, right. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. that goes into, you know, your, should I stay or should I go? Right. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, when I, what, you know, what I said earlier was that, you know, you sort of get to this place of being a shell and you actually don't have you know, much of a sense of self anymore. And then you're trying to make this decision from this sort of empty, vacant place where your, your strength and your power has just been completely depleted. Um, what the first thing that you want to do, um, moving into like, how do we solve this problem? Right. Um, and with the first thing that I do with my clients and the very first thing I do is, is the, is the personal work because it's really easy to want to focus on the other person all the time and they're doing this and they're doing that and how do I deal with this and how do I deal with that and the fact of the matter is that you know you have no power and no control over the other person whatsoever ever and um and so and you know and the narcissist here's the, the hardest truth of all is that narciss and I'm sure you talk about this all the time they don't change Mm-mm. They can't. And the thing is, it's not just that they don't, it's that they can't. Right. They're actually psychologically incapable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a real, no, that doesn't mean that they can't um, change behaviors. It doesn't mean that they can't have some awareness about themselves and actually make it make different choices. Right. That is possible. Um, but, you know, from a psychological standpoint, they actually can't, they can't, they aren't able to fill that hole. Yeah. And the way I always explain it too is, you know, you can train them to know what to do in certain situations. Exactly. Exactly. But there's a difference between knowing what to do in certain situations and actually having empathy. That's right. 
That's right. That's right. And do you really want to be with a person that knows what motions to take? Yeah. From like a cognitive, but cognitive behavioral standpoint, as opposed to like actual real empathy and actually caring. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. Exactly. And it's, that's a hard, listen, that's a hard pill to swallow. It's a really hard thing, um, you know, for people to wrap their, their heads around, um, you know, it's really difficult and, um, and it's painful. It's really painful. Um, but because you can't really make an impact on the other person, um, the first thing that I want people to do is focus on themselves, right? Because the first job at hand is to rebuild yourself to be that person that you once were, right? To to take that those sort of internal muscles that have gone completely slack and have lost all of their, you know, vibrancy and start retraining them. Um, and you know, that takes, that takes a while. It takes something and it takes a lot of work, but you know, your job is to sort of get to become that person again, that would look at this relationship and go, no way, no way. And by the way, this would be the same process. I would guess I'm going to say, Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about leaving a job, if you're thinking Absolutely. about leaving a, a mm-hmm. business partnership, hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I did it with my job situation. You know, this was when I was in my, maybe I was like 29, 30 and beginning of my career. And it was a very prestigious job, very prestigious job in my, in the field that I was in at the time. And I, um, it was like, you know, I was on top of the world and so as this job became more and more toxic and my boss was really toxic, it was so toxic, by the way, the biggest red flag was with the day that I started, everyone else on the team was, were making bets on how long I'd last mm. because she'd had so many assists. I was an assistant to, but I ended up doing the entire job. Um, and that was part of the, you know, she just stopped showing up. And she was getting all the accolades while I was like 24 seven, um, in the office and, and, you know, working myself to the bone to the point where the people, the staff were coming to my office and bringing me food. Cause I was losing so much weight. They were like, please eat, please eat. And then I ended up in the hospital. Um, but exactly as I got over that hump and I started doing more and more personal development work and understanding and learning boundaries and saying like, oh, no, actually, I'm not going to be answering my pager pagers back then. I'm not going to be, you know, using my pager and calling you back um, at nine o'clock at night and really starting to learn about boundaries and how to set them. And eventually I... This, this no longer, this glove no longer fit my hand. My hand had changed size and shape and it, this, this glove no longer fit. And mm-hmm. I, you know, and I was like, oh, oh, this doesn't work. And then I, you know, was able to apply for other jobs and I got another job and I, you know, left this one and, you know, with in, in, I didn't go down in a blaze of glory. Like I really, really wanted to <laughs> a number of times. I was able to maintain my own integrity 
um, and finish out this, this job by giving my two weeks notice and, you know, <laughs> and, and, and being the longest lasting assistant that she had had for a while. No. <laughs> it was the rest be, of them yeah. ended up like in a closet somewhere or something. I mean, really they did. They did. I mean, they just, or, or actually they were, um, they were stronger than I was going into it. Um, they were less codependent and within two weeks they were like, uh, are you crazy? And they left, <laughs> you know, like for better or worse, I stuck it out. Um, which was probably insanity, but mm. you know, okay. So focus on you. Yes, and that's then. right. Focus on you. Focus on yourself first, rebuild your sense of self. Um, and then you can start to look at the behaviors of the other. And then you can start to learn about this stuff, learning about narcissism, learning about toxic abuse, learning about... And I think this is... Listen, we're we're talking about this stuff now. Back when I was going through it, nobody was talking about it. Nobody had named it. You have... I mean, all you have to do... I mean, I think Narcissist has one of the biggest SEO hits, you know, of anything, certainly on my website, right? Like... It's an SEO goldmine and for a reason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can tell you that even when I was practicing law, I mean, I moved out here five years ago and I had merged my practice with these two other guys at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so at the time that I stopped practicing full time, the word narcissist was just starting to pop up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, we were kind of using it, but, it, you know, it was sort of like we were gonna, sort of giving it the eye roll. I, I mean, it was yeah, like, right. okay, mm-hmm. everybody's a narcissist, whatever. Yeah, everybody's divorcing a narcissist, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, all the wives think their husband's controlling and all the husbands think their wives are crazy and whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, and even now, I will tell you, 99% of the lawyers and the judges do not understand what a narcissist is, and they don't care. That's right. I mean, so no. it, it, it doesn't matter, I yeah. mean, as far as they're concerned. Um, and so it's it, it, it's still a word that in the court system, in the judicial system, in the, it, it's yeah. the whatever. Well, I mean, even domestic violence. Judges are not required to have any training in domestic violence. So, I mean, narcissism, forget. But even if you don't have, um, you know, bruises around your neck, uh, you know, they and even if you do, well, they never hit the kids. So, you know, they can still have 50-50 custody. Like, it's an, it's insanity. So, I mean, le- you know, never mind narcissism, domestic violence, they don't even understand. Or, I mean, they have no training in it. They're not required to have any training in it and they don't want it. Right. So, I mean, you know, I just tell people that you don't need to use the word. Just yeah. yes. You know, focus on the behaviors, right? Focus on the behaviors and use the statute because that's what they care about. Yes, that's exactly right. They care about the law. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but going back to should you stay or should you go in Mm -hmm. these toxic relationships? Yeah. You know, how does somebody then come to the decision? I mean, in my experience and opinion, it becomes obvious 
the more work you do. Now, the worst thing in the world anyone wants to hear is when you know, you'll know. Um, because that's what someone told me when I was trying to decide whether to leave my marriage. I was like, how do you know? And this guy was like, when you know, you'll know. And I'm like, that's not that the whole point is, I don't know. But first of all, if you're asking that question, you actually already do know. Because people who are in happy relationships and people who are in happy workplace environments are not asking the question. So if you're asking the question, you do already know, and there's a part of you that needs permission and understanding about what's happening, which is why, you know, we want to strengthen yourself and then we want to move into really understanding what's happening. Um, and then, you know, knowing that you know, and again, there are some pros and cons, which I, I hate to use, but it's like, if you're in a workplace, you know, are you going to go down a blaze of glory and one day just like, you know, throw, you know, your papers in the air and storm out when you've got kids in private school? Like probably maybe that's not a good idea. Mm. Um, you know, so, so taking, starting to take smaller steps, um, you know, doing that work on yourself so that you can, so that you actually have the perspective to be able to say, okay, how can I be strategic about this? Right. The pros and cons of like, okay, if I do leave this job or this marriage, am I going to be able to support myself? Am I going to be able to find something with, uh, you know, that gives me, um, you know, commensurate income or do I need that? Um, do I have a buffer? Right. So you do want to be strategic in a way that, um, that sort of surrounds, cocoons you a little bit. Um, because going down in a blaze of glory, while that way may feel really amazing in the moment, is probably not going to serve you <laughs> in the long run, right? right. Um, I ended up getting a great reference out of that woman who abused the crap out of me um, so that I could get that next job, which was equally, if not more, prestigious than the one before. So and you said, thank you very much. I said, thank you. And I left and I took two weeks <laughs> and I was so happy. I actually ended up dedicating my book to my narcissists. Mm, yeah. Well, right. because thank if it you. hadn't been for sure. them, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, and I've, because my, because I co-parent with my ex-husband, I, we have forged actually a very solid co-parenting relationship and, and a good friendship. And, you know, that's sometimes that, sometimes it happens that way. It's yeah. taken 15 years, by the and way. Look what you're doing. Look what you're doing for a living. Yeah. Oh, sure. And I wouldn't how, be doing look this. Look how many mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of people you've helped. That's right. That's right. Through, through your and podcast, through your programs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would not have happened without him. So I'm very, very grateful to him. And I wouldn't have the amazing human being that we're raising together. Yeah. Who's just an awesome, awesome, awesome human. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of programs, why don't you tell us about yours? Ah, uh, well, I have a few, but my, I have my, I have a couple of online programs. So I have a, should I stay or should I go online program, which, you know, people can join at any time. Um, but then I have a coaching, uh, a group coaching program uh, called Grit and Grace. And it's really, it's wonderful because, you know, if you're listening to this and you kind of know that you're not alone because obviously people are talking about this, 
the the beauty of being in a group coaching program is that every week you're on a Zoom call with a bunch of a bunch of people, a bunch of women, it's for women only, um, who get it. Who get it? They're experiencing it. And the healing in that alone is, you know, tremendous. Um, now you do get a lot more than just that. <laughs> in the program. Um, but the community, you know, especially for women, women were meant to be in community. We were meant to go through, through things together. Um, and we have developed this world in which we are siloed from each other and, you know, it's just not the way we're meant to be. And so that, that aspect of community together is just, it's so, it's beautiful. Um, and you get me coaching you, you get access to all of my online programs so that you can really dig in and do that work on your own. And then you come together for these amazing conversations. Yeah. So go check it out, check out her podcast, check out her programs, go follow her. Um, and you're on Instagram too. What's your handle? I am on Instagram. It's at the divorce survival guide and it's the divorce survival guide podcast wherever you listen. And, uh, my website is kateanthony.com. Yeah. So go check her out and go follow her. She's amazing. And thank you, Kate. You, I really, really, um, think that you're fantastic. I'm a huge fan. Well, back so. at you, babe. Thank you. Yeah, so make sure you go check out all of her stuff and go follow her, all right? So thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. 